Thanks for listening to this message from Whitstable Community Church. To find out more, go to www.whitstablecommunity.church. Hello and welcome to this third podcast in our series, Foundations of the Christian Faith. In our last session, we looked at the question of what Christians believe about humanity and identity and saw how the Bible teaches that humans were made in God's image and how this is a description synonymous with being a son or a daughter and that therefore being made in God's likeness gives humankind incredible dignity and value. So at the beginning of the Bible, we have this scene, this picture of Adam and Eve enjoying a perfect creation and a perfect relationship with God, their creator. He knows them and they can know him. He calls them by name and he walks with them in the garden in the cool of the day. He gives them purpose and responsibility. But in Genesis chapter three, which is our scripture for today, everything goes wrong. The cause is what the Bible calls sin. And that's what we're going to be thinking about today, what Christians believe about sin. Now, the word sin doesn't carry much traction in contemporary culture. If it's used at all, it's usually in the context of naughty things that we're not supposed to do, but that are actually nice, like eating the last chocolate in the box. But today we're going to look at what the Bible teaches about sin, its seriousness and its consequences for humanity. Now, we're going to be dipping in and out of Genesis chapter three. So you may want to pause the podcast and just take a few moments to read it through or have it open in front of you while you listen. To set up the drama of Genesis chapter three, we need to look at the end of Genesis two, starting with verse 15. It says this, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden to work it and keep it. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now, the first thing that we usually see here is the restriction. But to do so is to miss the freedom. God gives Adam and Eve freedom to enjoy everything, every tree of the garden, but within the safe boundaries that he sets for them. It's freedom, but with one restriction. Now, that restriction was not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But you might think, well, what's the big deal with that? Surely knowing good and evil is a good thing. But actually, God wasn't restricting them from simply knowing good and evil, but from being able to choose or determine what was good and what was evil. In other words, God was restricting them from the ability to make moral determinations that they did not have the authority to make. And the reason that he is restricting them is actually to protect them so they won't die. Unfortunately, in Genesis chapter three, verses one to six, we see that Adam and Eve, as free moral beings, decide tragically not to listen to God, but to listen to another voice, the voice of the serpent, the devil. At the crux of their disobedience is a desire to be like God. The sad irony for Adam and Eve is that as those made in God's image, they were in some way already like God. But in their choice, they demonstrate that actually they want an identity that is separate from God. And it's that desire to have an identity that is separate from our creator that is at the heart of all sin. In Genesis chapter 3 verses 7 to 22, we see the unfolding consequences of their sin. Firstly, we see that Adam and Eve feel shame. We read in chapter three, verse seven, that after having eaten the fruit, their eyes are opened and they realize that they're naked and they try to cover themselves because of their shame. But their efforts are inadequate. 
Secondly, we see that their relationships become fractured and corrupted. And we see this in three ways. Firstly, we see that their relationship with God gets corrupted. It says in chapter 3, verse 8, that when they hear the sound of God walking in the garden, a sound that before this day was so wonderful to them, now makes them fearful and hide. It's such a tragic picture. Their sense of identity as God's children has been lost. Their identity as his image bearers has become distorted. Like a cracked mirror, they now offer a poor reflection of their creator. Secondly, we see in chapter 3, verse 16, that their relationship with each other is broken as well. Their unity is disrupted. Instead of complementary, their desires will now be contrary to one another. And then thirdly, we see in 3.17 to 18 that their relationship with the world and the call to work will also now be corrupted. What was meant to be fruitful will now feel fruitless and frustrating. A further consequence that we read about in 3.19 is that death enters the world. And then finally, in chapter 3, verse 23 to 24, we see that they are expelled from the garden. They are expelled from God's presence. The text says that they are driven out. And these consequences of sin affect all humanity. The sin of Adam and Eve is like a disease that infects us all. Genesis chapter 3 paints a pretty bleak picture and raises some fairly sober questions. Will humanity now be separated from God's presence forever? Will they live in shame with a distorted identity and relational disharmony? Is there any hope? Well, Genesis chapter 3 also offers a couple of rays of light in the midst of all the darkness. Firstly, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, we read, And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Despite their sin and rebellion, the Lord shows his compassion and his mercy by covering their shame. And secondly, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, God says this to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. And here we have a promise to the serpent, the devil, that he will be overcome one day by the woman's offspring. And Christians believe that this is the first reference in the Bible to Jesus, who as a descendant of Eve will one day come and defeat the power of the enemy and undo the curse of Adam and Eve's sin, making a way for humanity to once again dwell with God. But we'll think more about that in our next session when we look at what Christians believe about Jesus. For now, a few questions to think about. Number one, what most impacts you from reading Genesis chapter three? Number two, what do you think about the Christian view of sin in relation to your own life? And number three, what questions does Genesis three leave you with? I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and we'll catch up with you next time.